Hi, everyone, and welcome back to What's the Gag? Three friends from Germany, America, and Guyana sit back and chit-chat about popular culture in their respective home countries. Today, we'll be discussing cultural appropriation and what it means to us. So, hi, everyone. My name is Cody Brandon, and I'm the friend from America. Hi, everyone. I'm Alexander Fatz, and I'm from Germany. Hi, everyone. My name is Ashmali Swan, and I'm from Guyana. Perfect. So let's go ahead and get started. So first, y'all, let's talk about what we think cultural appropriation means. So Alex, would you mind sharing what, you, what it may mean to you? Yeah, I, I would say if I have to give you a definition right off, off my head, um, it means that a culture takes values of another culture and does something inappropriate with it. Maybe intentionally, but also unintentionally. And the other culture where the elements were taken from, they feel offended from it. Yeah, that would be my definition. I'd agree. What would you say? Um, For me, I just think it goes more like into it other than culture. It's just like certain mannerisms, the way you speak, even like slang. And I know how they're starting to use a trend of saying that slang that are used in predominantly black communities they're just saying it's the new y2k trend or something mm-hmm. the way of the new generation is speaking but it it really doesn't start from there mm-hmm. i agree with both of y'all those are amazing definitions in my opinion um if I had to add anything, I would say cultural appropriation really harps on the fact that we focus in on stereotypes in the context of culture, which often includes like one dominant group of people, such as white people, taking the stereotypes of black people or Asian people or people of um, color or any minoritized population and using those elements to exploit or to perpetuate um, the stereotype that they're questioning on. So moving right along, I guess to provide some examples of a cultural appropriation, um, we a lot of times see this in hairstyles with um, people who are not of African or African-American descent using um, hairstyles that are once originated from these African countries, such as cornrows um, or people wearing chopsticks hair accessories, which in turn is borrowing something from a culture that you don't, don't identify with. Another thing that we see a lot of times with indigenous cultures where we see people referring to their favorite animal or their, like, cuddly snuggle bear as a spirit animal when, in fact, using the spirit animal is um, appropriate in indigenous or Native American culture. Um Moving along into the next questions that we have for the group, what we want to talk about here today. Has anyone here actually experienced a cultural appropriation? And if so, how do you deal with it? Um, I've experienced it a lot online. Just not to me personally, but like you could see the way like people write comments under certain people things and they're like, woo child. And it's like, I know you do not speak like that. Exactly. Or it's like, what's the other thing? Like BFFR. Yeah, be for That's real. a real I'm one. Like, what I've, does it mean? Be fucking for real. Yeah. That's what BFFR okay. means. Yeah. And that is uh, inappropriate in which way? So, I don't know if it's her specifically. You know, a girl named Malia on TikTok? Well, she makes a lot of TikTok. She's a black creator. And yeah. 
I know she started saying like be fucking for real in her videos and then that catched on as a trend but like it was generally used within like the black community but now mm -hmm. everybody says it and it's like you guys don't talk like that mm -hmm. in real life but it's just being used on social media because you know you guys would sound weird to like the people around you if you were to speak to speak to that like them in real life exactly i think a big thing is like the use of aave african-american vernacular english and the fact that black communities have this particular way of talking in their own african-american dialect and when we see people who are not part of that community using this dialect it's just it's obvious that they're only using using this to be cool like for example a lot of times in the black community will cut off the ing and we'll say like finna or gunna or I'm fixing to like these like black southern things and you know whenever that's your heritage from someone who's from the black American south whenever you see Sally on the street who grew up in a mansion from Beverly Hills using that language it's just like a slap in the face almost because it's like you didn't grow up saying this you didn't grow up around this so why are you adopting this culture to seem cool or to seem funny you know mm -hmm. but what I am wondering is isn't it also a sign of appreciation from the other side? It would be, I don't know, if I see someone wearing a cool jeans and I think to myself, I want to be as cool and buy myself the same jeans, it would be, yeah, he has a dope style and I'm adapting to it. So that wouldn't be inappropriate in, in a way, but like if you adopt certain things from a different culture, which is a minority, that I mean, where's the line between appreciating it and therefore, like, exactly. doing it yourself and being cultural inappropriate? Mm -hmm. Because if you, if you, if I, for example, as for the record, as a white person, would think something's cool, for example, dreads. Let's talk about the dread thing and think one day I'll be ridiculous and make myself some dreads um, as a appreciation, not as. I mean, in my my opinion, would it be appreciation? Um, why would it be perceived as as uh, inappropriate? Mm -hmm. So it's just like those things are kind of policed in the real world. So like those people that adopt those ways of speaking, they don't speak to that to their family and friends mm -hmm. because they know that's not how they grew up. Yeah, it's only for a show. It's yeah, it's only for a show, and it's. It kind of like gives off like a performance, like he said. Mm -hmm. All right. So it just makes it feel weird, like you're just doing this just oh, to just seem to... cool. Right. Now, if Sally Mae actually did grow up, quote unquote, in the hood or in the trenches, and that's truly where her belonging is, by all means, have that be your power. But if you're only adopting this whenever you're around your black friends or you're yeah. around your black boyfriend or trying to seem cool in front of your peers, that's where the problematicness occurs. Right. And to your point earlier, like, there is a fine line between appreciation and appropriation. You know what I mean? Like, who's to say that one thing isn't appreciation and the other thing isn't appropriation? Because, I mean, as a black person, I can't speak for my entire community. Like, you know, that's just not how society works. I think it's really circumstantial and situational and depends upon the context and the person that is perpetuating or feels that their culture is offended. Because, I mean, what I may see as appropriation, this person may not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did I understand it correctly? If a white person grows up in the hood and speaks from day one um, slang, which mm -hmm. is mostly spoken within black folks, that it would be not culture inappropriate? Because mm -hmm. that's just their environment. Mm -hmm. They don't yeah. know anything else other than that. Mm -hmm. Right. 
I, I agree with that most most properly. But I wanna do I do wanna come back to the appreciate appreciation versus appropriation um argument back when we get to in the context of our own home countries. But um moving on to the next question, Alex, would you mind? Yeah, I was um I was wondering um whether we are talking about cultural appropriation and it's a it's a big topic nowadays on social media and uh, as the general discussion um and facing we had halloween season just passed by whether one of you um choose their costume accordingly whether it was in the back of your mind by choosing the costume or was it not uh, present at all and you didn't thought about it maybe just afterwards or just now where we talk about it so uh, what's your call on that um so for halloween i dressed up as a nun so i just think it had more to do with like me growing up in a really strict religious household and mm -hmm. now that i'm not really religious anymore it was kind of to piss my family off. So, and that's, that's funny because I kind of did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I chose that costume. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I think around Halloween season is when we do see the most like, appropriation of culture in existence, especially like in a college town like Wilmington mm -hmm. and going out to the bars, going out to parties as such, you see a lot of it. Um, personally, uh, I was the devil for Halloween, which... Um, is also in in accordance with my family growing up being very religious and we were never the family that was like we can't celebrate Halloween because it's the devil's day that we weren't that family we still have fun with it but my family being very religious when I was growing up and me sort of kind of like taking a jab back at them and someone who identifies now as more spiritual rather than religious I, I just feel like you know dressing up as the devil when I was growing up that was just like so unheard of and so like you mm. better not do that because the devil will come get you um but I just took it as something that just like, you know, have fun with it. I was the devil, my friend was the angel, and we just I went out went out on the town and, you know, did yeah. that. But I, I have seen in, you know, my three years here at UNCW, I have seen uh and even honestly it's sad to admit with some of my own friends, some of my own peers appropriate in culture, I've seen a few people who are not of color, um, wearing traditional headpieces that you would see in Asian and Geisha culture. I've seen people wearing feathers and tribal prints as if they're part of the indigenous community. I've seen people wearing do-rags and um, not necessarily doing blackface, but making their skin darker than what it should have been. Mm -hmm. All of these things uh, are cultural appropriation. And I feel like whenever it's one of my peers and I see them acting out in this way, I have to correct their behavior and I have to like, you know, call it out and say, hey, like, it's it's my duty as a black person who has their culture often times appropriate. It's my duty to say, like, hey, look, to educate others and say, this isn't okay, this isn't cool, we should probably not do this. Yeah. Now, Alex, yeah. Uh, take your question you asked us, turn it back on you. Yeah. You you dressed as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween, that's so right. what's... And that's, and that's been a big, that's been a big like, yeah, it's, thing it's in the media. Yeah, it's been a big topic. 
it doesn't fit really into the cultural appropriation topic, mm -hmm. but it's still a controversial costume, I would say. Mm -hmm. I heard it a lot as first as I thought about it as a costume. It was honestly just because it was uh, I was perceiving it as a rather cheap costume. <laughs> and I didn't want to spend so much money. Right. But um, I, I talked to people um, ahead of um, Halloween about it and they were partly shocked about it. And... I at first couldn't really understand it because I thought Halloween is a scary, scary themed holiday, which and Dahmer is pretty, pretty scary as the devil is, I would say. So what's the, the line between the devil and Jeffrey Dahmer? But mm. yeah, I honestly didn't think much about it. And as people told me, uh, the decision was already made and I re didn't really, I didn't saw the point of offensing somebody with it. I know it's hard for the families of Dahmer and stuff, but um, as well as I feel like if we live in a super high, hypersensitive uh, community where you can't dress up as anything because every, anyone will ever be offended, I mean, there probably be people being offended as for you example, uh, dressing up as a nun because you, you think it's a costume for some people, it's a lifestyle and mm -hmm. so, I don't know whether, um, w at which point does it stop or at which point um, just because anyone somewhere feels offended, should it be a, a general rule of not dressing up for somebody? I mean, if on UNCW it's proven that there are maybe um, people who got offended from Jeffrey Dahmer, then obviously it would be bad to wear it because they were actual victims. But if, I don't know, if they are somewhere as feeling offended, well, they don't see me in the costume. That would be my argument, yeah. What do you guys think about that? About your costume? No, about the, <laughs> the, the, the hypersensitivity of people. Like, mm. uh, can you say, uh, at, at which point does it become offensive just because a very, very, very small minority, yet in this case, it would be the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer, which would be, I don't know how many, but maybe 20. So 20 people would feel offended. Would it be a general rule already to not wear a costume just because in a country of 300 million, 20 people would feel offended about it? That would be my question. I think like the reason why that case was like such a big deal was because it did involve minorities and not even only like black minorities it included like different races as well and like i remember there was i think there was one victim i can't remember if he was asian i think he was asian he escaped J Dahmer, mm -hmm. and the police found him and he was like physically bleeding mm -hmm. yeah and they still returned him back to yeah. Dahmer. so i think it's just like the way that minorities were treated back then, yeah. mm -hmm. their problems were like ignored, and it was yeah. like, oh well, he seems like a nice guy, he's friendly, he's white, like we don't see any issue with him, so yeah, you're just mm -hmm. acting crazy right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I think that's why it was like such a big deal and why it's a very controversial topic mm -hmm. to dress up as him for Halloween. I agree, and I think. Speaking in regards to the hypersensitivity part, I think hypersensitivity in relation to cultural appropriation, it's a fine line of understanding minority communities, even if you are not part of one, but also being sure to not invalidate someone else's feelings of part of a community that you may not be for. Because for me, as a black person, it's easy to say, 
X, Y, and Z is appropriate in my culture, don't do this. But because I don't live the experience of someone who is Asian or indigenous, who am I to say, I can't do this, even though you told me, I, I can't do this, even though, you told me, even though you told me I can't, you know what I mean? Like for me, it may be as simple as having a feather on my gown, but the context and historical relevance of that to the next indigenous person is fully in their hands. And although I may not understand why it's appropriate in my, their culture, it's my responsibility to at least respect that it is, you know what I mean? That's, that's something I deal with a lot with now. Like a lot of my friends are like, Cutty, how it's appropriate in culture when like X, Y, and Z, and it all plays into like the role of whiteness and how it like reeks throughout society and, and hegemony. All right, yeah. So talking of hegemony, I was also wondering concerning the topic whether cultural appropriation just functions in that way towards minorities or towards every culture, because there are also certain aspects. Western culture has, which is the predominant culture worldwide, one could say, um, and uh, can minorities take parts of the Western culture, for example, dressing up as a Victorian, British Victorian out of that uh, era, and would that be also cultural inappropriate, or would that be fine because you wouldn't defend a majority, or would it just, is it just the other way around? That's what my question is. It's a good I, question. I, I don't know. I feel like that's so complex because even though, you know, during that time, black minorities were seen as slave, there were some that were still incorporated in the community, especially if they were mixed or held in high regards, that they were still adopted into the culture. They still wore Victorian clothing and stuff like that. So I feel like that's so complex. And then on top of that, too, like, their goal was to spread westernization towards different part of the world. So it's like the reason why we wear jeans and shirts exactly, and everything. Exactly. So it's like we just all adopted it because it was kind of was like forced, brought yeah, yeah, brought upon us. And I think it's hard to say that western European or white ideals as the majority can be appropriated because they're like the beauty standard or the standard in America today or in any context across the world really because they're the standard and what we think people should be it's hard to say that's appropriate in culture because whenever minority populations and minority fashions or looks or traditions are looked down down upon is only look to the other majority populations to be the standard of what it should be you know so I think instead of appropriation it's just how the ideas of power, hegemony, and white dominance play into the role of cultural appropriation and like how we have to almost like assimilate ourselves as such. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely agree. I mean, we're living in such a globalized world where basically, as we said, Western culture mixed into all other cultures already and forced their values and forced their um, everything basically on them. So. I also would argue that it, it's not really reversed because cultural appropriation just works towards the minority because the mi majority is always seen as the oppressor or the dominant culture. So um, leading to the question coming back to Halloween, 
I wanted you guys to ask whether you see someone you just told us um, also of your friends wearing Asian hats or um, Native American feathers uh, whatsoever. Um, it's it's sometimes hard to speak up and especially on such a, such a celebration manner. Halloween is a happy celebration holiday. Um, would you guys speak up, go go to them if it wasn't your friends and if it were your friends to tell them, hey, I don't really like your costume. It's, I mean, you look cool, but also you are offensive a bit. Not me particularly, but this and this culture would be offended to it. So what's, what's your guys call on that? I mean, I can't really control the general population, mm -hmm. but the people in my circle, I will let them know like, yeah. hey, this is not okay. Even if it's not offensive to me, it could seen as offensive to somebody else. Mm -hmm. But um, the general population, I really can't control because <coughs> no, if sure. I go well, out and everybody's like yeah. in the city just dressed up inappropriately, yeah. it's like... Being the custom police. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> I can't really like go up to every single person. It's like, hey, hey, why are you doing this? That's yeah. not okay. For sure, no, just yeah, the, yeah. the circle. Yeah, just, I agree. Like, I take it upon myself to educate like people close to me because, like, being someone who is so involved in diversity and inclusion work, it's my duty to have my friends in my circle. How you said, like, educated on these topics, but I think strangers in just general population, I feel like it's up to them to take account for their own responsibilities and their own resources to understand and have the education of what it means to be culturally sensitive and aware. All right. So in our last few minutes here, let's put the gag in what's the gag <laughs> and talk about a little bit about cultural appropriation in our own home countries. So um, Alex, if you want to speak a little bit, if you have anything to say really about cultural appropriation in Germany. Yeah, so... In Germany, I would say it's a big topic currently. It's lots of people talk about it, discuss about it. I saw reports about it on TV where people exchanged opinions, um, especially because uh, I would say Germany is still it's still predominantly white and hasn't got the history the U.S. got. Um, so we got immigrants coming to Germany, and we weren't exactly a migrating state as, as the US were but so it's also difficult to face such issues because I would just remember as I was growing up when I was in kindergarten when I was just in elementary school it was the normal thing ever to dress up as a Chinese or to dress up as a, a Native American it wasn't it wasn't at all considered offensive it was one of the I would say top five picks uh, probably next to Harry Potter and I don't know what uh, of being uh, dressed up as a child and as a child obviously you don't meant mm -hmm. any harm it was just a cool outfit honestly those feathers of Native Americans they look pretty cool or pretty aesthetic so and now it became relevant and lots of minorities speak up which is good um, yeah and so it's a big topic and some Parts I definitely can relate to, as I said earlier, but some parts I also disagree. Because, um, for example, I would say kitchen. If 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 a white chef, for example, would um, in integrate some considerably white, uh, Asian or Afro American 
um, styles in his cooking. I think he has every right to do it because Kitchen was always about fusion and trying out mm -hmm. things. And also music was always influenced by another um, genres and stuff. And I feel like there's, there's freedom, artist freedom, and there's, there's some sensitive parts which are discussed, which are just not necessary in my opinion. So, yeah. I think cultural appropriation in the context of America, I mentioned this earlier and I want to circle back to it, um, but it really goes into appreciation and appropriation. Um, and we mentioned this earlier, but it's really just knowing the context and historical relevance of certain identities and aspects of a certain culture. Um, I think it's one thing to, like, for example, with black trap music I have um, on my docket. It's one thing for a white person to listen to music, respect the artist, and appreciate the artist for what kind of music they produce and the work that goes into creating that music. But the fine line between appreciation is when you have someone who likes the music for what it is and listens to it, listens to it and enjoys it, versus the next person who is, you know, saying the N-word as a white person or wearing traditionally, traditionally black clothing or putting on this, like, black scent to say, oh, yeah, I'm from the trenches, I'm from the hood, quote-unquote, because they have a black boyfriend or a black girlfriend. Um, that's where the, the line between appreciation and appropriation comes. And I especially see this with black trap music, saying the N-word and things of that sort in the context of America today. Another huge thing that you mentioned earlier, Alex, was white people wearing dreads. Um, as someone who doesn't have dreads but is a part of the black community, in my opinion, I think it's one thing to appreciate black hairstyles, but the thing is it's all about understanding the context of that and what dreads mean to the black community in the content of like the con context of going to Africa in, in, Africa, in these African countries, people wearing dreads and putting um, mud on them to protect their scalps. And like in slave times when people would wear dreads, it would be so they didn't have as much hair falling out or have as much hair that someone could um, use to harm them. It's like all of the context of what it may mean to have dreads, what that holds to the black community, someone who is non-black wearing those dreads, it's like, whereas I'm doing it for my culture and what it may mean to me in my home country, you're doing it because it's the next cute trend, you know? So I think that's where, again, appreciation and appropriation comes to play. Um, for my last little point I want to make, um, AAVE and Black Sense. We've, we mentioned this earlier in the podcast, so I'll keep this brief. But um, I think the problem with that is when you are solely adopting this Black Scent or using African-American or English, English in the context of situational irony or who you're around. If it is truly who you are and who you and who identify as, then so be it. You have all fair game to do that. But if you're only using this whenever you're with your black friends or you're with your black partner or to show that you're cool or on the trend or with the topic or you want to use the next cool word, that's when it becomes inappropriate to use and something that is detrimental to the black community. So I feel like cultural appropriation in Guyana is such a complex topic because, well, my country, we were essentially ruled by Britain. We we're under British colonialism. So we adopted a lot of things from British cultures, even like to the way we spell our words. We still mm -hmm. spell it like how they do in Britain and stuff like that. And we're the only English speaking country 
in South America because of that. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It's just such an interesting fusion of different cultures coming together, such as Indian, Chinese. Um, so even down to our food, like we have food inspired by different cultures. And we just grew up like that because that's just what everybody did. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like seen as cultural appropriation is kind of like this is just all we know mm-hmm. and it's almost like having to adopt yeah. other cultures because there was no like one yeah true. we didn't like I mean slaves they all came from different places to one country mm-hmm. so we had to adopt to that and then there's other people coming from other countries so we kind of just like made our own fusion of different right. things because we had to to create our own culture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I never really knew about cultural appropriation until I came to America. But even then, it wasn't such a big topic as when I was younger versus now. So maybe if it was such a big topic as it was back then, we would have some issues with it. But no, it wasn't something really on our daily minds. Right. Well, you all, it's been a pretty riveting conversation we've had yeah. here today. I'm glad we were all able to share our experiences yeah. and what culture preparation means to us. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, last word from me, speak up. Whenever you see something, don't be quiet. Nobody is helped by being quiet. Speak up. And yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And that's all from us. What's the gag signing out?